Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today on Locked On Spartans, it's Take Tuesday on a Thursday, but it's not our takes. No, it's Mm -hmm. your takes. Your takes uh, for Take Tuesday on a Thursday. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, May 13th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my sick and tired of doing all the work around here co-host, Matt Sheehan. <laughs> yeah, you know me. That's right. <laughs> I've had it up to here with you, Will. Up to here. I can't um, see you, so I don't know, you know. I'm on top of my, I'm on the roof right now, Will. I'm oh surprised you can still hear me. Yeah, I oh left my. the microphone in the office, but I'm on the roof. So. Oh my God. I know. Oh. My. Gerd. Irma Gerd. Well, on today's show, um, you know, since it's May 12th as we record this, and yet again. It is, yeah. Nothing's nothing's happening, and we're doing five episodes a week. Yeah. We are turning the focus, the onus of producing the podcast to you, the listener. Mm-hmm. We are so lazy, we didn't even want to think of our own takes. Yeah. No, we solicited them from you. You sent in so many takes that we're probably going to do this tomorrow, too. Oh, um, definitely we are. No, no, we are 100% are, unless something <laughs> catastrophic happens in the world of MSU sports. Count on this again tomorrow, definitely. But Matt is going to read your takes, and then we are going to say if they are takes or fakes. And then we'll explain why, give our reasoning for them. That's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> we do this every single day, five days a week. <sighs> five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Five, five, five days. Five. Your team, every single day. Yeah. So hey, yeah. Whoa, Wow. Little flare at the end, right there. Oh man, there we go. There, there, there's the will I know. The pep and the step. There he is. There, there he is. Uh, two things. Two quick things. Uh, real one, quick. Thank, real oh, quick. Oh, real oh, quick. I got. Oh no, go I ahead. Got go really ahead. quick go over ahead. the no, top. No, 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 no. No, do, you, no, no, do no, you really no, quick? Do you really gonna, freaking no. quick? No, do it. You, you do yours. Do you do yours. You do yours. Thank you, everyone, for submitting uh, the takes. By the way, first thing, blown away by the amount of people that not just had takes, but also great takes. This is going to be a fun two days of uh, episodes here. And number two, uh, anyone that did send in a take, you you will be getting a uh, 1099 in the mail or I-9 or whatever tax form that you get for uh, doing work for us on the podcast. So look in your mailbox for that. Um, I think that's all I had to say. Just wanted to shout everyone out here. Thank you for producing our pod for us with a lot of fun ones. Also, yeah, there we go. Matt and I have with some friends started a new venture. Oh God! We're gonna be breaking cards, breaking boxes oh. of, of basketball and football and baseball cards. It's called Pump the Breaks. Find us on Twitter at Breaks Pump, which we should probably change at some point, but that's what yeah, it is right now. Fine. At Breaks Pump. Uh, as of recording, we've got like two or three spots left for a break that we're doing tonight, Thursday night. So if you want to get in, it's cheap break, easy break. We're just going to be uh, ironing out the kinks and having some fun with this first one. Uh, join us at Breaks Pump. We've been tweeting about it as well. So do that. And if you want to learn more about what breaking boxes of card means, cards means, 
hit us up. We're happy yeah, to uh, to chat about it. All right, Matt, take over. You're in charge here. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up this box of sure, baseball cards it, that I bought today. Yeah, and I'll give people the quick rundown if this is your first Take Tuesday on a Thursday here. Uh, we will say a take. These are your takes. They're either going to be a take or fake, meaning we agree with the take or we think your take is whack. whack. Uh, Will, do you want to choose violence here right off the start? Because I got one that is a pot stir, and I absolutely love it, from Beeflo Spartan. There's no other way to start the show than with violence. Beeflo Spartan, and I quote, uh, Tucker leaves MSU before Izzo retires. How <laughs> how do you like them apples? I read that when I was like, oh, yeah, this is the take. spirit of, of what Take Tuesday is. <laughs> wow, instant take from you right out of the holster with the take, huh? Yeah, only because football season ends before basketball season. We've got three years of each of them left. That's it. Okay. Three years left. Mm, oh, my God. Mel Tucker, is, leaves, is, Mel Tucker leaves January 2024. Tom to Izzo, call your uh, shot to go where to go where Florida State. God, that was gonna be mine. Okay, all right, all right, good job. Tom Izzo leaves uh, into retirement April 2025. Okay, put it in the books. Etch it in stone. Okay, yeah, I will. Yeah, I got my stone tablets right behind me, so no problem. <laughs> well, I'm gonna agree with you here. Uh, I, uh, what a <laughs> <laughs> what a sad way to start that uh, Mel Tucker, the guy we've just been lauding over, uh, is, is going to be uh, leaving here in the next uh, three. Yeah, I'll call it three years just like you. Now, I've always held a theory that um, Izzo will step away from the game when his son uh, graduates from the team, leaves. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that lines up to, what, three years now, too? I mean, he could be there forever, especially with this yep. extra year of eligibility. Yep. Um, that. Falls in line with the same timeline that you say. For my team that he's going to go to, though, back to Colorado. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, give me – Kirby Smart should be in prison for letting Justin uh-huh. Fields walk away. I, Georgia, huh? I know, I know. So I, I'm going to go with Georgia here, but I'm really – yeah, no, three years for left for Kirby, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart sounds about right, so I'm going to go with Georgia here. He's going to return back to Athens. Um, sorry, don't – well, actually, I was going to say, don't shoot the messenger, but no, we literally are the messengers, so I guess go ahead and shoot us, I suppose. All right, number two. Um, wait, this wait, is wait. A, okay, Let's sorry. give a top three. Not just, So Florida State's my number one. My number two, USC. Back to, okay, back it's to the West Coast. One. Sneaky right. one. He's been out West. He did well recruiting out there. He has a lot of, um, like, local seven-on-seven groups and coaches sure. that he has good relationship with. You've seen how Michigan State has pursued recruiting out west, USC, and then my number three is Alabama. If it goes really well here, and so, in three years Nick Saban's ready to hang him up, yeah, I think he could be on the short list. If like if it goes really well here, like to the point where he's leaving for a school like Florida State or USC or potentially Alabama, just be, he's got those strong connections there, and he is a Saban guy, right? So. If that, it's going to be Alabama, sense. we're also going to be pretty happy too. That means some That'd pretty damn good things Whatever. happen yeah. in East Lansing. Yep. Like he, yep. he didn't just go to a tax slayer bowl and they're yeah. fishing him out of yep. East Lansing yep. to go to Tuscaloosa. And one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Okay. Yes. Give me coach uh, head coach Chris Kapilovic or whatever happens. Sure. So I'm going to go uh, Georgia one, uh, Florida State two, uh, just okay. because I, I think return happens. 
I, I like USC. I just think Helton doesn't stay around for that long. Like, I feel like they've yeah. been waiting for the perfect excuse to get him out as soon as possible, but he keeps just barely doing enough yeah. to get by. So I think he's gone either, like, this upcoming year or the next one. There's a school, though, down south that has a lot of money that I don't know mm. how much longer they're going to be patient in. And I don't know any of the buyout language or anything. I assume it's a lot. But I know they got the money to pay for it. And mm. that's Gigum, Texas A&M. Mm. Uh, give me they the SEC They were great last team. year. Yeah. They were great I, last year. I know, but aren't, there's, isn't there some dis, like delusion with them, though? Like, I know they were great last year. They were, like, number year. five in the country last year, Matt. I understand that. Let's see a sustain though is a thing. Like, I, 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 if if Jimbo doesn't bring them to the cultural playoff in the next three years, I have a hard time seeing him staying around. And it's you also very right. hard to get you to the cultural right. playoff in that right. division. So that that's that's my thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I, A&M right. was was good last year, but I yeah. And listen, they're spending money. If they want results. Um, yeah, they finished number four in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not bad. Believe me, I I so. watched the season. I somehow I do remember it, despite being sleep deprived with a yeah. uh, little infant in the so. house. Um, okay, so we're up against a break here pretty soon. You know what? Here's a shorter one. Uh, no, let's from- no no. Let's do a break. Let's keep on time today. I okay, don't. Okay. We don't need okay. to run long. Okay. Uh, we'll be <laughs> right back with more Take Tuesday on a Thursday. But first, a word from RockAuto.com. Dot com. RockAuto. Dot com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. What else, Matt? Gas pedals. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Uh, you'd only do it if you were the world's biggest clown, Will. Here. 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 Instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, let's pick it back up, Matt. With some more Take Tuesday on a Thursday. Yeah, so, so there's less violent undertones with this one, but it's still a hotly contested take here in the Spartan fan base. Uh, okay. This is from Ryan Cole. MSU is, and always has been, a football school. Oof. Yeah, you like Oof. that one? You like that one? That Now that's a take right there. Not over the top hot, but certainly not cool. Like, that'll stoke the flames here. Um, do you want to dance first in this one? Oh... I, I I disagree. I, I disagree. So let me ask you a question here. And because this is a question that applies to both of us. Do you think it's because of our age is the reason? Because being late 20s, we grew up during like the height of the Izzo come up. Final yeah, Four maybe. University, which is still happening. And also on the other side of that coin, Bobby Williams and John L. Smith did irreparable damage yeah. to me growing up. Uh, so uh-huh. ye- with those two factors, very hard for but me we- to say that they were always a football school when it was certainly the basketball factory uh, in my formative years as a youth. Yeah, and they're, uh, I think it's Graham Couch's argument about like Michigan State basketball wouldn't pony up for firing a coach or like a buy like that's his criteria like where will you spend your money oh sure yeah which is um a, a, it's just a straw man right because 
We um, haven't had to fire a coach is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's, it's tough to measure against that. <laughs> hasn't necessarily needed to get bought out, and he hasn't really done much flirting outside of the Cavs, so it hasn't been like the thing where a coach goes and interviews somewhere just to get a raise at his current school. Like They just have a rolling extension, lifetime, whatever you want. Be one of the highest paid guys. It, like That's just how it has worked with him and his contract. But... On the other hand, it just threw bags of money at Mel Tucker and his staff, right? Yeah, sure. Bags of money. And that's certainly a statement that they want to be more of a football school. And we shouldn't discount the last 15 years. There's been a lot of wins on the football field, a lot of success on the football field. I don't know. Like, I, I just think if you ask anyone in the country outside of the state of Michigan, what is Michigan State more known for, football or basketball? Even older people would say basketball. And that's kind of my baseline criteria. Like, what are you known for? Michigan has been so much more successful at basketball than football, and it's not even close for like 20 years almost. They're still a football yeah. school because everyone knows it's Michigan football. Michigan State basketball is like the big national brand. They're a top seven program in the country, whereas the football team is 20 to 25th, 15 to 25th, somewhere in that sort of outside of the big dogs, but still a very solid, respectable, well-known program. Basketball Mm -hmm. is with the big dogs, though. Let's keep going on with basketball then. Um, And this is one that you already know my opinion. If uh, you listen to any summer episodes of Lockdown Spartans, uh, this is from Mel Tucker Stan. Shoot, sorry for that first segment. Now, <laughs> no, now that I'm reading that <laughs> handle. Uh, he says, uh, Jaden Akins becomes an All-American at Michigan State University. Will, you know what I take big time. I am a Jaden Akins disciple mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. I am on record saying that I was as excited with his commitment than I was Imani Bates' commitment. Well, mm-hmm. one of those things are going to come true, and hopefully this comes <laughs> true as well with Aikens being the All-American. Um, insane athlete. Uh, yes, his shooting needs some work, but it's not in total disarray. Like it's He'll be fine. And he can also play fluidly between the one and the two, which I kind of like as well. So, yeah, I would be a complete sucker if I said what I said in the summer and didn't double down and agree with Mel Tucker standing right here. It's tough. I, it's, no, it's so not. hard. Say yes. Say yes. It's so hard to call like an all American ahead. <laughs> no, you know the, what? You know what? What, I, what I, does I, it freaking matter? I've done it I, once, and it was with Denzel Valentine, and I nailed it. I watched him play nice. in East Lansing High School. I walked out of the. Uh, I've had a lot of bad calls in my life. That was one of the good <laughs> ones, though. I told my buddy, like, he's going to win Big Ten Player of the Year and become an All-American by senior year. And then, oh, lo and behold, one of the 4% of the times I'm actually right, we, we got it done, bud. Um, Gosh. All-American is too – like, if you said a f- first, second team All-Big Ten, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you there. Nah, one more. Nope. All-Americans just like a, a touch far. I love Jaden Akins. I love his potential. I love springy point guards like sure. Russell Westbrook for all of his flaws and uh, deficiencies and inefficiencies. I just freaking love that dude. And Absolutely. I just have, have a, a thing for six three-point guards with springs in their legs. And Jaden Akins is that. And, you know, he's got a good, seems like a good base of skill like good base uh in terms of skill set like 
he can handle it, he can pass it, he can shoot it. He's just got to get, you know, keep working on those things and keep getting better at those things, get a little bigger, stronger. If I, you know, Michigan State skill development is is pretty damn good. Like I imagine he's going to eventually be a really great shooter and be able to crush in the pick and roll. Like I could see it easily, but I'm not like, you know, he's he's number 50 or whatever in the class. Like if he's sure. a top 15, 20 guy, like I feel better about Max Christie being an All-American in his two years than I would about Aikens being one in three or four years. But I feel solid about both of those things. So I would say like, eh, I'm going to sit on the fence and be a loser. Now, actually, you know, I'm going to do an audible here. Now that you just brought up Christie, uh, Sam Tyler hit us with uh, a lot of good ones. Um, so here's one of them. It's about, huh, Max Christie. How about that? Uh, he says, Max Christie sets the MSU record for freshman made threes. Uh, and, of course, I do have the stats here. Um, I was going to say, I'm what not, is that? I'm not always that unprepared, Will. Uh, Chris Hill is leader in the clubhouse with 66 threes. Gary Harris at 65, just one behind 66 him. 66 threes. Shooting okay. Sean Respert, third place at 60. Miles Bridges, fourth place at 56. And then there's a notable drop-off for fifth place. Keith Appling, 39 made threes. Now, Will, of course, as we know, uh, Gabe Brown is the only guy that has shot over 37% last year returning mm-hmm. to the team. Malik was very close, but obviously doesn't shoot a ton from that. Sure, Hauser could be better than 34% next year. And I'm sorry, okay, I shouldn't say one other guy shot above 37%, and that was Julius Marble with a 100% shooting average uh, behind hey, three, going one, one for one, so excuse don't me. Don't discount Marble's excuse shooting. Excuse me. I excuse that. me, I know. Um, but that's that's your stats. That's the <clears throat> that's the freshman right there, the leader, 66, Chris Hill, and that's also who's returning next year. If you can kind of see where my mind's going here with this one. I think it's a yeah. take. I think it's true. I think he does it. Um... No, I don't think he gets enough shots up. I think it's fake. Um, See, I think he does. I think he does. Yeah, let's go back to like the last full season, 2019. Because last year and the year before that were technically weren't full seasons. Mm-hmm. So Cassius got up 211 shots mm-hmm. uh, from three and made 84. He's not going to get that value, volume. Matt McQuaid took 173 and made 73. He's not going to get that volume. If he's going to get 66, let's say he shoots like 40%. He's going to have to take 150-plus threes, 150-ish threes. <clears throat> and as a true freshman, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of takes, man. That's like, what, f- five a game roughly? I mean, it de- Yeah, it depends on how far they go game, think, in the yeah. conference. Yeah, it depends on how far they go in the conference tournament and mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, I mean, that's just it's just a lot of volume. Like, Miles took 144. That was Miles Bridges. Like that team had Aaron Harris, and that's it. And my, like, and it was Miles Bridges. That's why he got to take so many damn shots. I'm kind of having the same argument though. Like it's Max Christie, Gabe Brown, but then who else from three? Like Hauser yeah. will eat Hauser, you know, some slice of the pie, but I, enough where Christie's like Rocket Watts is going to take a lot of shots. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you you by that, but still, Miles got fifty six and shot thirty nine percent. God, you know what? That's a good counterpoint. I'm, I, he's uh, still got to hit my, ten more, ten I, more I, than I'm, what I'm Miles still did. waist deep in the sand. I'm sticking with okay. this. I, I think it's a okay. take, but yeah, <laughs> you, you you cannot budge me off of this. I um, think I'm, he'll be I'm a with Sam here. <laughs> I think he'll be a fantastic option to shoot the ball from three for MSU next year. I don't think he's going to be able to take enough shots to get to sixty six made threes. Could be wrong, but it's just the numbers don't seem to work out for me. It, it's, he's 
he's got to have insane Cassius junior season volume, and I don't think he's going to have that. All right, fair. All right, uh, you, you want to join me on a trip down sad road uh, after the break here, Will? <sighs> yeah, we can do that. First word from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on the diamond at BetOnline.ag. We've also got the NHL and NBA just about to start the playoffs. You can go get all your latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, horse racing, golf. You can get it all at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, before tip-off, before puck drop, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Matt, let's finish this sucker out. This whole, this whole segment is brought to you by two words, Will. What if this is going to be a lot of uh, seasons of the past that just barely got away from the Spartans? Uh, like MSU devotee writes in. Great gentleman, mm. by the way. Uh, I believe with all my heart that if Josh Langford were healthy in 2018-19, MSU would have cut down the nets. And then he mm-hmm. writes, uh, Cassius cuts to the rim, dishes it to Langford after he gets triple teamed like he did the entire night against Texas Tech. There is the natty. Will, do you want to dance first on this one? Because I, uh, this is, I do love talking about this hypothetical, actually. So I'll, I'll chew up the time here if, uh, if you want me you to. You can go. Three. You can go first. I, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I'm you, in the you camp. You sound like you have something to say. I am in the camp that... And this is a take that doesn't really sit well with a few Spartan fans, but I, I still think MSU was the third best team in the Final Four that weekend. Could they have beaten Texas Tech? Absolutely. Absolutely they could have. I still think that is a series. Let's say they play ten games, that they win three or four games. Ooh. And let's say you throw Langford in there. Sure, that maybe that gets up to like five or six, because the shooting would have been helpful that night. But man, Texas Tech was a street fighting team. But here's who came after Texas Tech. It wasn't William and Mary or anything like that. That was a very, very damn good Virginia team. And also, Mm -hmm. may I add, a Virginia team on a run of destiny. There was divine intervention on the Cavaliers bench the entire run that tournament. They were not going to (laughs) lose. So, I'm not going to call you stupid for thinking that MSU was going to win. Of course not. Like, yeah, it was a very hotly contested Final Four. I I just think that MSU was the third best team, and it's hard for me to like talk myself into saying that a they choked, which like some MSU fans are like, oh they choked away that Final Four. Like I certainly don't believe that, yeah. or b that if they did beat Texas Tech, that Virginia was just an automatic win too, even with Langford. I gotta say, I mean, so that that's that's where I stand on it. It's that is one of the greatest what ifs though in Spartan Nation. Unfortunately, is like it's what up there. If Langford was healthy, or like what if they did beat Texas Tech, or what if that three that McQuaid shot at the end of the game went in? Like, and it sucks that it's one of the best what ifs because God, it hurts. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. I I disagree with your premise. Okay. I know Texas Tech was rolling and they're cruising and they're oh, yeah. playing really really well. Um. Another 40-plus percent shooting wing thrown into that game 
changes the geometry of how they have to defend Michigan State a ton. It's not mm-hmm. just McQuaid anymore. Like, Goins at that point was like a low to mid-30s guy, someone you needed to notice and respect but not commit to. If you have Cassius running pick and rolls uh, with Xavier Tillman and he's got an either wing or corner 40-plus percent shooters from three, like – the lane is going to be like they they're like uh I forget what the freaking term is but it's basically like heels in the paint it's almost like pack line no middle that's what it is no middle defense where they like try to funnel you out of the paint um it would have been impossible for them to be able to run the way the run their defense the way they did they would have had to make like significant adjustments of like how we're going to help we cannot you you can't help off of Matt McQuaid and Josh Langford. You can help off Matt McQuaid and recover and scramble uh, and still be fine. But when you have multiple corner 40-plus percent three-point shooters, like it just totally changes how you have to defend. And I think Cassius would have had such an easier time in that game. Um, And, you know, maybe someone gets a better hand in Matt Mooney's face if it's Langford, um, uh, fully healthy Josh Langford right before the the broken Mm. foot. So. You know, that team, the way they were playing, if you can just drop a fully healthy Langford right into it, like, I think they beat uh, Texas Tech, and I think they beat Virginia, too. Like, yeah, both those teams were really good. Virginia was amazing that year, but that Michigan State team just flat beat Duke with Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and a bunch of guys. Like, that that team... That team wasn't some plucky freaking story, (laughs) Matt. They were one of the two or three best teams in the country. Like, all season long... It was them, Virginia, uh, Duke, and I feel like there was one other team that lost a little bit early in the tournament. But like, they were one of the three or four best teams in the country all year. And if you can just slot a healthy Josh Langford back onto that team, they're probably the best team in the country. One game sample size, whatever. I would take them uh, over either Texas Tech or Virginia. Like in a in a betting game, if I had to pick, like just pick a winner, I would take them over both of those teams. All right, fair. Uh, let's scale the calendar back even a little further and change sports here. So this is, oh, God. Sure. I'm, I'm going to screw up this guy's last name. I'm so sorry, Zach. All right, this is from Zach. Whew, here we go. Van Neeland. Oh, I, that was that was a terrible effort. All right. Zach V. This is from Zach V. There we go. I should have done that the entire time. Uh, all right. Zach Z-Dog. Uh, 2014 MSU football was a Connor Cook, Aaron Shovel Pass versus Oregon and a Jack Allen hold negating a touchdown versus OSU away from going undefeated and possibly winning a natty. Everyone forgets about this and just how great that team was. Uh, I, I think a lot of people like remember how good the team was, but hand up, I actually did forget about that Jack Allen holding call. I gotta say, like I did have to go back and be like, what? Oh my god, yeah, like it was 21-24 MSU lead, 11-yard line, late in the first half. Of course, mm-hmm. holding call, missed field goal, and literally next play, bang, OSU, 79-yard touchdown, and they yep. get the ball back and then somehow score once again before halftime, and now it's yep. a 28-21 yep. OSU lead at halftime. Yep. Yep. Um, well, yep. those were also yep. two touchdowns in the midst of a six-touchdown straight drive run. Because, um, yep. like, I was yep. at the game, and I remembered, like, I feel like every time Ohio State got the ball, they scored a touchdown. No, pretty much. For, they scored seven touchdowns that game and six in a row at one point. Yeah, um, yeah. They didn't score, and then they scored all the time. Like they didn't score. Their, I was on BTN the other day, and I watched the first like five ten minutes, and I was like, Ohio State didn't score to start the game. That's right. Like Michigan State jumped <laughs> up to that that's lead. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And then there was the also in the Oregon game, Marcus Mariota pulled a play out of his behind. That should have been a sack. I forget that, who missed the mm-hmm. sack. And then it ended up as a huge gainer. Totally flipped the game along with the missed shovel pass. That team, I know it's going to be controversial in the hot take. That of all the D'Antonio teams, the 2014 team, front to back, whole season is his best team for me. Um, they were legit one of the best offenses in the country, not just like what raw, <laughs> raw numbers or anything like that. Like their advanced stuff was sick. They were an incredible offense. They ran it efficiently. They had explosive plays. They could throw the hell out of it. They had a bunch of good receivers, a quarterback who was totally dialed in. The offensive line was a bunch of mullers. That offense was sick, and the defense was really good. They weren't great, but they were really good. That was one of the best teams in the country you know, somewhere five to seven range, like in terms of just like if we're distilling this down, who on a neutral field we simulated a thousand times, like Michigan State's going to be one of the best teams, whereas like 2013 for half the season, they stunk. Mm -hmm. They just got to lean on an elite defense. And by the end of the year, they were really good. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, I would say Um, so. But for the for a while, like we always forget that Western Michigan and South Florida game, uh, those I happened. I don't. <laughs> we, we 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 just complain about the the calls against Notre Dame, but we don't remember they scored ten points <laughs> against Notre Dame. Had to bring Maxwell out for the uh, last yeah. drive. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were a bad mid- mediocre team for half the season, and then boom, they were really great. And 2015 was a really good team that had so much luck. If 2014 gets 2015's luck. I don't know if they beat Alabama oh, in the oh, playoff because oh. Ohio State just had the dudes to With do it. Fifteen luck, yeah, they do. I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they beat Alabama in the playoff, but like, if that fourteen team gets some luck, beats Oregon or beats Ohio State and gets into the playoff, they would have had a legitimate shot to win it all that season. Because Ohio State ran that freaking playoff. Like you saw what Ohio yep. State did to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Michigan State gave Ohio State a better game than Oregon did. Yeah. Like Michigan State could have very easily, I don't know about one, but like put up a damn good fight depending on how the playoff bracket shook out with that team. I do genuinely think 2014 was the best team, just had a couple spots of bad luck. Tough to argue that big time, but I I go back to the, like the MSU Oregon game, and this is where I'll, I'll agree with the OSU part because MSU does score there, and now it's 28-14. And, yeah, that changes the landscape of the game a little bit. So you could talk me into that, but the Oregon game was 46-27 when MSU played, right? And, uh, obviously, the, the errant pass kind of r- really hurt things. But uh, MSU's offense also didn't show up in the second half, like, at all. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. and uh, listen, like, I, I know Marcus Mariota's line was just, like, 17-28, 318 yards and three touchdowns, which is a great line, but it's nothing like world-beating. I just remember he was just on fire that night, and he was just not going to be taken down. So I don't know, man. I, yeah. Hard, hard for me to go to bed like regretting that season because they didn't go undefeated. Yeah. You know that I think that's the best way yeah. to put it. Great team, though. Very well said. And I got one more they, one. That's the quickest lost, one they possible. Lost, they lost to Sorry. the national champion, and they lost to the runner-up. And, and they were that's hard one. to they do. Were like, <laughs> they were like eleven-point games, but they were they were back and forth games the entire time. It's just at the end, the other team scored, and Michigan State did not, and that's how it ended up. Like It was just like an additional – they scored an extra touchdown instead of a field goal, and they got the extra score. Like that was – there was nothing really separating those two teams. Those were two really good football games. Just a couple things went the opposite way. The shovel pass, the holding call, 
could have totally flipped those games. Michigan State very easily could have beat the best team in the country that year and the second best team in the country that year. And I got one more. Uh, this is a super quick one. <laughs> this is from uh, Eric Zuzga. 2010 NCAA championship is ours without the Lucas injury. Uh, simply put, take yes. it, uh, correct. Yeah. No, no. Yes. Yep. It is. It is yeah. correct. Yeah. God. God. Actually, do you know what? There's there's one more shoot. I, I got to find out who. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is from Kyle on Twitter too. Uh, on that same note, uh, Draymond was fouled by Gordon Hayward. Of course, there's he, a picture of him being uh, fouled. To, to there's take, a picture. A, there's yeah. a picture of yeah. Gordon Hayward's hand. Yeah. Hitting Draymond's forearm. Draymond court, Green does not evidence. airball. <laughs> Draymond Green does not airball from seven feet. No, at least not back then. He didn't. Well, uh, yeah. shoot with a backpack on. Well, good. I right, hope everyone's in a do... great mood to start their Thursday. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Where and when will the A's move? That's the qu- that's the Q of the day. Oh, now I'm reading it. That's that's great. Today I'm locked on today. That's what this is. Where and when. Will the A's move? That's the cue of the day. (laughs) Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts or on the Odyssey app. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do the same thing we just did. Matt, what do you got for us? Uh, Well, I got more trivia. Um, Everyone should know this one. Uh, How many MSU's women's cross-country runners finish in the top 25 when the Spartans won the first NCAA championship in in program history in 2014? I don't know. Give me, like, a number on a dice. Like, what's your guess? Three. Hey, four. All right, one away. Nice. There you go, bud. (laughs) Go green.